Hey Wofford fans, Phil Marcello here, welcoming you into Conquer and Prevail, Tracking the Terriers, presented by Pinnacle Hospitality. Each week on Conquer and Prevail, we will check in with various Wofford Athletic staff members to see what they are doing to keep their programs ready for action. On this episode, we talk with Angie Ridgway and Austin Lufkin. Wofford fans, we now welcome in the head coach of the women's golf team, Angie Ridgway. Angie, thanks for joining us on Conquer and Prevail today. Thanks, Phil, for having me. Glad to be here. Now, we'll talk about your background just initially. Originally, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were from Indiana. Then you went to Boiling Springs High School, and then you went to Appalachian State, where no big deal, you were in the Hall of Fame there. But what was it like to kind of have that jumping around, and then you come back to this area in 2006 and take the, take charge of the Wofford program? Yeah, I um... – I have been around a little bit, and of course, growing up in Indiana, my first love really was basketball, but uh, then when my family moved south, uh, I was introduced um, more seriously to golf, and uh, loved it from the start, so um, uh, no matter where I've gone, even even obviously at App State, golf is my thing, and uh, that's saying a lot of that, where it snows feet in the wintertime, but um yeah, I've, I've been around, but I've found a home here uh, at Wofford. I've been here for quite a little while, and, and it's, it's a special place, and I'm glad to be part of it. Now, one more question before we get in more into the Wofford-specific um, you know, part of where, where you're at now. You yep. played in over 190 LPGA events. You played in some U.S. Opens. What's your most fond memory of you know, competing in some of those events? Uh, boy. Um, well, of course, the tournaments where you experience success are the most fun ones, um, and and for me, the most memorable. But uh, I I have so many fond memories of playing competitive golf that it's hard to pick out just one. Um, but I still remember sinking about a eight foot putt to close out my low round of sixty four, uh, my rookie year on the LPGA tour, and and. I can't forget that. That stays with me. So, um, but I have a lot of wonderful memories and, and loved every bit of it. That's, that's really impressive. Now, shifting gears towards, you know, Wofford, Wofford, Aaron Wells is a person that has been very instrumental in, in your program. She was one of the first, not first player, if not the first player you recruited. She was, from what I understand, the first also-con honoree. And now she's someone on your staff that helps you out throughout the process. Can you talk about her contributions to the program? Sure. Erin uh, was the first recruit that um, I brought to Wofford. She was a 2005 high school graduate, I believe. Um, was a, always one of our best players during her four years as a Wofford Terrier. Uh, she then went on to nursing school and got her MBA uh, all the while uh, volunteering um, as, as an assistant coach for me here at Wofford. And um, she works full-time as, as a nurse here at Spartanburg. She's a surgery nurse. So Erin uh, has given us a ton of her time and her insight as, as a good solid college golfer and her experience is uh, a huge value to our athletes. So I'm happy to have her. Anytime she can help us, I'm, I'm glad to have her help. Now we'll talk more about this, this past season. You know, the team had a couple of second place finishes in the fall. You only lost one player. Obviously the, the season was cut short, but 
having only dropped one person from the fall to the spring and then adding another player coming in this this hopefully normal fall spring schedule you know yep. kind of confidence does that give you that you have a lot of continuity yeah I, I tell you what we are we were on a roll I feel like um when when COVID-19 uh, shut everything down and um as you said we we have everyone coming back we had one senior this year who was so far ahead of the game that she graduated in December uh, that was Grace Massingill so this spring we were playing and playing well um, with players who are all going to be returning in the fall and then we do add uh, one transfer junior so we are in great shape I, I honestly feel like we were rolling and and we're going to pick up where we left off that's awesome, and we'll definitely have to mention a couple of those players on your roster. Uh, Becca yep. Earl, you know, it seems every time that she steps down the course, she's, she's liable to do something even more impressive. She broke her own scoring record from her freshman year, and she had the highest player ranking at the end of the, end of the year, um, 134, I believe. You know, what about her impact? Like, when you have someone like that on the roster, what, what does that mean as a coach and kind of setting the tone? It is uh... – I can't say enough about Becca and her, her talent and her work ethic. And, and you're right, Phil, she, she, any tournament that she enters, she has the ability to win it. And that is uh, saying so much. Um, she had a, a 72.9 scoring average and she was ranked as we shut down this spring, she was ranked fourth in the Southern conference in scoring. Um, she shot us her, career best 66 this past year. Uh, I, I can't say enough about the number of low rounds. She, she's a birdie machine. And uh, when you're a birdie machine and you can minimize your mistakes, every tournament is an opportunity for you. And, and that's how I look at Becca's play. Every tournament is an opportunity for her to win. Um, so she's a, she's a record setter for us and uh, can't say enough about what she's doing for the program. And another one of her classmates that will both be rising juniors that has had some success is Christine Toralba. She actually won a Golfer of the Week award after her performance at the Kiowa Island Classic. Right. What can you say about her development and maybe some of the things that you expect from her moving forward? Yes, Christine was really coming into her own. Like you say, she finished seventh, uh, I believe seventh, uh, at the Kiowa Island Classic in early March, right before we shut down. She shot, that was her career best tournament. She shot 69, 73, 73, I believe. And uh, there were 264 players in that field and she finished, uh, she had a chance to win it. And she probably would tell you that she should have won it. She could have just made a few more putts, but she played great and she played, she, Christine plays with a lot of confidence. Um, she was really on a roll and I, I know that she'll come in and pick up where she left off. She's a solid little player. Awesome. Now, as a whole, when you're kind of looking at taking a step back, what do you like most about being a coach, you know, at the college level? Oh, boy. Uh, all the things I learned from my players. Um, it's, you know, we're fortunate. Everyone that coaches is fortunate to be around um, just the youth. And, and I don't care what age a coach is. We're, you're, you're here to be uh, a teacher. Uh, hopefully some type of mentor to your players. Um, but uh, we learn almost as much from them as they do from us. And, and just um, their, their joy. I like being around their joy. 
and their enthusiasm for life and for the game of golf. And um, it's it's something that every day I look forward to. So I'm I'm anxious as every coach is to get my players back. It's been it's been too long already. Right, I can, I can only imagine. Now we'll do some more questions regarding you, some in some of your background. What's the favorite okay. golf course that you've ever played? Oh gosh, you can name um, a couple come to I, mind. I would, I would say this wouldn't be necessarily where I played my best golf, but Columbia Edgewater in Portland, Oregon, was a tour stop for many years. Um, absolutely gorgeous in in a, in a beautiful part of the country. Uh, that probably was my favorite. What hobbies keep you busy when you're not, you know, coaching and recruiting and and maybe playing your own kind of golf? I do, I do have hobbies, but um, I would say one that I have invested a lot of time into since uh, since the shutdown the last few months has been um, yard work, uh, gardening, yard work, and and just home improvement. I'm I'm a big project person, and um, I've had plenty of time for that, so <laughs> I've kept myself busy. Too much time, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, okay. Favorite TV show. Oh goodness. My latest binge watch has been Chicago PD. Okay. I've heard a lot of people talk about that. I'll have to check yep. that out. I think I we're like gonna that. wrap up things there. Angie, you know, I just want to say thanks again for joining Conquer and Prevail and looking forward to uh, you know, hopefully a normal fall season. Yeah, me too, Phil. And I appreciate you having me on and thanks for all you do to keep us going. Pinnacle Hospitality is an award-winning hospitality company based in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Their growing portfolio of internationally recognized hotels include Hilton Worldwide, Marriott International, Intercontinental Hotels Group, and Wyndham Hotels. Their burgeoning restaurant endeavors are poised to create a uniquely and locally inspired social dining experience. As a full-service management company, their team provides expert management for owners and asset managers. This expert management is carried forward through Pinnacle's vision and mission. Wofford fans, we now welcome on senior defensive lineman, Austin Lufkin. Austin, thanks for taking a couple minutes to join us on Conquer and Prevail. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, let's, let's backtrack just a second. Before we hopped on this podcast, you were doing a yoga, yoga class. How long have you been doing yoga, and is there any other, you know, aspects that you try to keep your fitness up with, any other, other maybe unorthodox, um, you know, classes or fitness that you work on? Well, I mean, this yoga is the main thing, and I've been doing it pretty much consistently since I got home just to try and loosen my hips. That was, like, one of my training goals for this spring, and obviously not being on campus, I kind of still got to fill it myself. Um, other than that, any weird stuff that I do, I mean, I live on a pond, so I, I go swimming just about every day, and I do that for some of my conditioning stuff. And, I mean, I just, it's just good to get in the water and stuff for me. Yeah, now, and we were talking just before, as you put that, that track and field shirt on, your freshman year, you competed. What kind of skills, you threw the discus and the shot put, what kind of skills do you think can translate from, you know, track and field and the events that you participated in to the football field? I think the biggest thing that, that any, any football player should get out of track, and this is why, like, I'm a big believer that, you know, all offensive, defensive linemen should be throwers in high school. I think it's just that, the hip explosiveness and just like the transfer of power that you use in throwing is like 
direct direct correlation of football and I think it's like I I would recommend that for any any football player really well let's take a step back about your recruitment to Wofford was there Mm -hmm. a certain facility manager around here that 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 played some kind of role yeah um so the head head grounds crew guy his name's Andy Kaya um his dad was actually my high school football coach and he he went to my high school um so he grew up in my area and I guess um his dad told him about me and and he showed me to the coaches and then the rest is history I guess and I'm I'm sure Andy's missing your help out because I because what I'm told you usually help him out during the summers here on campus yeah uh-huh and I mean he said he said he's got a job for me whenever I come back but you know I can't until they say I can so we'll shift gears a little bit more closer football related now you've been part of a team that's that's won the last three SOCON titles what does that say about the program and then your class more specifically putting yourself in a position to, to hopefully do it again this year? Well, I would say that, you know, what it says for the program is just that, you know, we're well put together, that we've come a long ways because everything that I've heard about, you know, before I got here was, you know, there are 15 guys showing up for the summer for summer workouts and stuff like that. But since I've been here, it's been 99% of the teams here and the 1% of the team that's not here better have a damn good reason why they're not, you know. And I think, I think it's just kind of the culture change that we've seen. And that obviously breeds success for us. Um, we've had a lot of good guys, a lot of strong leaders. And, you know, like the, the class that we just graduated with, you know, Jiren, Mason, and all those guys. And, you know, I think seeing spring ball this year, you know, not, not a lot of guys in my class were in that role. But I feel like once we got to spring ball this year, there were guys that, glad that he stepped into that role and they took that role and they owned it and they, they did a good job with it. And I think that we're going to have another strong team. this year. Now you mentioned guys like Jaira and Mason and some of the other guys that you've, uh, you know, maybe different positions, but you've learned under maybe from a leadership perspective, mm-hmm. you're going into your senior season. You know, how do you view yourself as a leader? You know, do you lead by example? What, what role do you expect to take on in that fashion? You know, I think, I think absolutely. I do lead by example. Um, you know, when we get down and we're going, going through workouts, going through practice, you know, that just because I've been around for so long and I know exactly what the expectation is that I can do everything, you know, at a high level and kind of just give the example for it. And I might not be the most vocal guy on the field and in the weight room, but I think that, you know, continuing to bring the juice and just continuing to do right is the way that I can help lead. Now you had three tackles against Furman. But can you just bring us a little bit into that game? I mean, everyone around here knows the rivalry game, and that one was kind of especially built up. But to have that team success and get, you know, get that W, what was that, like, game like? I mean, there's, there's no better feeling. You know, the way, like I said before, with the intensity of the game, it was like everybody's, you know, pumping adrenaline. And it's just, it's just high intensity, you know, crowds screaming, crowds yelling. And, you know, we've got – we get into, like, a few different fourth down situations and it's just and we stopped them both times and it's just like there's there's nothing like it and then we come off the field and go into the locker room and there's nothing like a locker room after you after you win a game especially a big game like that one well Austin you know I think that'll do it for for this edition of Conquer and Prevail you know thanks for right. taking a couple minutes out of your day and you yeah, know no hopefully problem. we'll see you on campus not too long yeah absolutely good to talk to you <laughs>